Hi everyone and welcome to the HR Happy Hour Network. This is the play-by-play podcast hosted by myself, Jack McFarlane, and Nick Schlimmer. How's it going guys? Uh, We have a great episode lined up for you guys today and we hope you stick around for a very fun and interesting game at the end of this. But uh, before we get into that, I just want to say a huge thank you uh, for all the support on the first episode and thank you guys for tons and tons of listens. Yeah, I mean, as of today, you know, it has thir- just over 1,300 views and or downloads, so um, we are very thankful for it, and we hope you guys uh, will continue to support us and listen. We're, we're very excited for it, and we are really appreciative. Uh, with that being said, if anyone uh, is interested in being a guest on the podcast or would like to maybe even sponsor us, feel free to email us at theplaybyplaypodcast1 at gmail.com. That is theplaybyplaypodcast, all lowercase with the number one at gmail.com. With that being said, let's let's jump right into episode number two. All right, so to start today's episode, we have a very fun segment. It is debate time. Now for today's debate, we are doing a sports debate, sports-related debate here over who were the best players in the MLB this past regular season. Postseason's still going on. We're not gonna have that conversation. This is regular season. It's okay if you have a little postseason in there, but focus on regular season. We're going to each have one player from the National League and the American League. Um, Just a quick little index, so to say. uh, Some of the stats you're going to hear today are baseball-related. Some basic ones are batting average, home runs, hits, RBI, which is runs batted in. You have OBP OBP and slugging, which is on-base percentage and slugging percentage. We will explain those a little more as they come up, but just as a heads up, there will be some baseball statistics. So why don't you get us started, Nick? Tell us about your first player. Yeah, so I'm going to start off with my National League player. Um, For my National League player, I'm going to go with Bryce Harper. So just kind of to get started on Bryce Harper, he plays for the Philadelphia Phillies. He is the right fielder. Um, Some background on him. He is a two-time MVP. He's won Rookie of the Year, a seven-time All-Star appearance player, a Silver Slugger two times, and a Home Run Derby champ back in 2018. Now, I kind of chose him to be my number one player for the NL. Just as of right now, not just based off of stats, just because I really like um, what he's doing for the Phillies organization. Um, like Jack said, I'm not going to get too much into the postseason, but I had to mention the big home run, the go-ahead yeah, home is, run. That is fair. To advance them to the World Series. Now, as of, uh, as of today, their last World Series appearance uh, was in 2009. Mm-hmm. The last time they won a World Series was in 2008, and they've only made seven appearances. Which is a little added detail. Um, so for Bryce Harper, he... This year alone, he's had just about 380 at-bats, give or take a couple here, 106 hits, and 18 of those being a home run, which, not, like I said, not the best, not the worst, but the thing that I like the most about him as far as batting average goes is he's hitting 286 so far this year, mm-hmm. yeah. almost a 300 hitter. Now, for anybody who doesn't know... If you're hitting 300, you're getting on base 3 out of 10 times. Yeah. And anything over 300 or even 300 right around that, you're at the all-star level. Yeah. You are one of the best hitters in the league if you're hitting right about 300 or over that. So that was one of the main points of why I chose him. Um, Also, he's 
He's scored 63 times, and he has 65 RBIs. A lot of runs batted in. Um, yeah, so that's just the main stats I want to point it out about my favorite NL player. Jack, can you tell me a little bit about yours? Yeah, so I kind of dug a little deeper into the analytics. I know a lot of people probably aren't huge fans of baseball analytics, but myself, I absolutely love it. Every time I go to a game, I'm watching the scoreboard to see slugging percentage, on-base percentage, so I have a little more of that, just as a heads up. I will explain it, though, as I go along. My favorite player this year for the National League is, in my opinion, the MVP frontrunner in Paul Goldschmidt, hometown guy, first baseman, St. Louis Cardinals. You know, to start off the statistics, 178 hits and about the same amount of at-bats, about 350-ish, if I believe. I don't have the exact number of at-bats, but he was 178 hits is, is pretty elite. He had a 7.9 war, and that is wins above replacement. That means that without him, the Cardinals theoretically would have lost eight more games. So just because of Paul Goldschmidt alone, they won eight more games, which is huge, wow. huge in the MLB. He had a 404 on base percentage. That means about 40% of the time of his at-bats, he's getting on base, whether that's a hit, a walk, hit by pitch, air. That's just getting on base in general. He slugged 578, which is total bases divided by the number of at-bats. And then his OPS, which is just on base plus slugging, was 981. Now, I'd say above an 800 is an all-star level player for OPS. It's a, in my opinion, it's a, it's a great stat of telling how good is a hitter truly because it's not just how good do they get on base but it's it's how hard are they hitting the ball you know how well are they hitting the ball a base accounting stat with 317 batting average so well above elite 35 home runs with 115 rbis and then one of my favorite stats ops plus this is a park and era adjusted stat so this you can take any player from any uh year and get kind of there how good were they that season so 100 is average. 100 is the average MLB player. Paul Goldschmidt's OPS plus for 2022 was 190. He was almost two times better at the plate than the average MLB player. And then my last stat here is his offensive win percentage, which is right at 80%. So that's theoretically, if there was a lineup of just Paul Goldschmidt playing, he would have won 80% of games. That means his record would have been 129 and 33, easily putting him in First in all of MLB with a record like that. Just for instance, the Cardinals went 93 and 69, and that's only 57% win percentage. Uh, his hits, this is among MLB ranks. He ranked seventh in hits, third in batting average, fifth in war among all position players, fourth in on base percentage, fourth in slugging, fourth in OPS, seventh in hits, tied in eighth with home runs, fourth in RBIs, third in OPS plus, and third in offensive winning percentage. Not to mention, Stellar Defense is a Gold Glove finalist for 2022 once again. Yep. That is great, and I just kind of wanted to bring us over to the American League now. Um, for my player, I'm kind of going with a dual threat, so to say. I'm going with Shohei Otani, the pitcher that can also hit. Yes. Now, for anybody who doesn't know, if you're a pitcher in the MLB, that is your sole job. You're only pitching, you're not playing the field, and you're definitely not getting to the plate. But with Shohei Otani, he is one of the only exceptions in, in the MLB. A um, little bit about him. He is a MVP. He's won MVP. He is a two-time All-Star. He won Major League Baseball Player of the Year award. He won a Rookie of the Year and also a Silver Slugger. A um, little bit about his stats this year for the 2022 season. 
Um, he's had about 586 at-bats with 160 hits. So that's going to give him around a 273 batting average. A little bit lower than both me and Jack's National League players, but still very good considering that he is mainly a pitcher, I would say. Yes. That's, he's spending most of his time as a pitcher. Um, also, uh, he has 95 RBIs, which, again, higher, higher than my Ameri- uh, National League player with Bryce Harper. And moving over to the pitching side of Shohei Otani, this, this season he went 15-9 with a 2.33 ERA. Now, I would say anything below a 2 is considered very, very good. Yeah. One in, pitcher. In, in, actually, yeah. only one pitcher yeah. this year was under a 2 ERA. And just so people know, that is earned run average. Yeah. On how, average, how many runs? How many runs you're giving up in a yeah. game. So he's only averaging just over 2 runs a game. Mm-hmm. The opponent is scoring on him. Um, he had 219 strikeouts, which is crazy. He's, he's uh, tied for six there. He's also in sixth place with his ERA. And with his win-loss percentage, he was tied for eighth. But he put on a, a, very, good, a very good season. Mm-hmm. Now, his last game he pitched, he pitched against the Athletics. He, he sadly lost that game. He gave up three runs, so that didn't help his ERA. But that's going to be my AL player. So I'm kind of wondering, who did you choose for your AL player? Yeah, so for my AL player, I mean, best season by any player in a long time, in my opinion. Not a huge fan of him, but I can't ignore the statistics, and that's Aaron Judge. First thing you think of Aaron Judge is you think of the home runs. 62 home runs last year. That's an AL single season record of all time. You know, trailing Barry Bonds and some of the other steroid era players, but for the American League, that's a record, and that's huge. Yeah. 177 hits. 311 batting average, 131 RBIs. His on-base percentage was 425. His slugging percentage was 668. And here's where it gets, this is where it's going to get crazy. This is going to blow your mind. OPS of 1.111. That, that is, it gets crazier. (laughs) It gets crazier. OPS plus. Remember, 100 is the average player. OPS plus of 211. He was over two times better than the average player this past season. Total war, 10.9. So basically, an 11 war in one season, he helped his team single handedly get 11 more wins. Yes. And then this, this one's just silly. His offensive win percentage. A team of only Aaron Judge from last season would have won 85% of the games. Putting a record out 137 and 21 if it was just Aaron Judge. The Yankees themselves did pretty good. I mean, they were they won their division at 99 and 63, and that was only 61% win percentage. Now, I mean, it gets even sillier from here. Here are his ranks, and this is compared to all of the MLB. Tied for eighth in hits, first in home runs, fifth in batting average, tied for first in RBIs, first in on base percentage. First in slugging percentage. First in OPS. First in OPS plus. Second in walks. Hmm. I just wanted to point that out because that shows that he has very good uh, plate discipline. If you're walking a lot, that's going to help a ton. Total war first. And offensive win percentage first. I don't think we will see a season like Aaron Judge just had in a long time. It, It was... To say special is an understatement. I think you can see it from just the ranks alone. Even if you're not big into baseball statistics, the 62 home runs really stands out, and the 311 batting average really stands out. 
So yeah, you'll never see another season like this Aaron Judge season in a long, long time. Now I think those are some pretty good cases for our best players. Feel free to email us and let us know who you think was the best player and maybe who won this debate, you know, a little friendly debate. I think we had a good time, but let's jump right into our second segment. Yeah, so definitely today we're going to be talking about voting trends for the past election and midterm elections for Gen Z generation. Um, just a disclaimer, we are not talking about our views in this one, so we'll have zero bias on this. These are just the, the statistics for our generation as a whole. Um, starting off here, only 8% of the total votes in the 2020 election were made by Gen Z. Um, that number is and will increase in the upcoming future as, as the Gen Z and me and Jack, for example, we get older. Mm -hmm. We're definitely going to get more involved in the election and all the different elections. But only 8% of the votes came, came from our generation. Yeah. And I would just like to say, um, out of those 8%, it was, if I believe, 61% voted for Biden. Um, so it was leaning Democrat. And that is one thing I noticed while doing the research for this topic was, as of right now, it appears that Gen Z is leaning Democrat by about 60% of people that identify as Democrat, Republican. Yeah. Um, some major issues that Gen Z is really focusing on, really voting on, is climate change, healthcare access, and economic opportunity. And that is left and right. That's not just a Republican or a Democratic. That is just overall Gen Z as a whole. What are the three biggest that they're really looking into? Yeah, and uh, also only 14% of uh, the Gen Z generation overall believe that the climate change or earth warming is due to natural patterns uh, rather than human activity. So that, that stands out from older, older generations. 30% um, of millennials, 36% of Gen X, and about 42% of baby boomers list natural causes for global warming, while Gen Z is only 14%. Yeah. And I think that's massive because, you know, at least I know we've heard growing up is that, you know, you have to do something now. Climate change, you know, really can't wait. And so to see such a drop in people that are kind of like, hey, it's natural, you know, you can't do much about it, I think is, is a big upside for the planet. I think with only 14% kind of saying, eh, you know, it's just natural, what can you do? I think the rest of us, you know, can really make a difference and maybe even yeah. save our planet. I think that's huge. Yeah, and I also want to mention with Gen Z, we're kind of seeing quote-unquote to say a new type of Republican yeah kind of the different views now Jack I, you know a little bit more about this than me I want to have you talk about this but kind of explain what is this quote new type of Republican yeah so among uh, Gen Z Republicans it's almost emerging I wouldn't say a new party but just uh, maybe a branch of the Republican Party they have slightly different goals or values 52% of Gen Z Republicans say they believe the government should be doing more to solve problems compared to 38% of Millennial Republicans, 29% of Gen Z Republicans, and 23% of Baby Boomer Republicans. So I think that's a pretty significant yeah. change between just Millennial from 38 to 52% of Gen Z. Mm -hmm. They're also more likely to support race, gender, and LGBTQIA matters. Whereas older Republicans kind of look at that and maybe gloss over it and don't put much thought into it, the younger Republicans are strongly voting on it and in favor of it. But that's not to say that they don't also agree with major Republican ideas. It's just they 
almost expand on it a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and how he mentioned and how the Gen Z is showing a lot more support for the race and gender problems that we've seen here uh, in the U.S. in the past couple of years and the world globally. Um, as Gen Z, like I said, as we're starting to vote more, these numbers that we're saying today is just gonna is just gonna increase. Yes, we're gonna see more and more people start getting into these different topics and arguments and start pushing their voice for for their opinions. So, and like I said, seven and seven and ten people in the Gen Z generation, Democratic or Republican, say the government should do more for the country in solving problems. Mm, yeah, exactly. I, I think that goes. I think that shows a couple things, but the major one is. Maybe that, you know, especially over these last couple elections, the public, uh, the population has become very split. I think with it being a Democratic and Republican thing of 7 out of 10, it shows that maybe we're coming a little more together. Maybe this generation is, is kind of bringing it back, bringing it back to the United States and not Republican versus Democrat. But kind of to go back to the, the LGBTQ side of things, uh, on its major uprising of support, if you just think over the past 10 years, you know, a lot is a lot of good has happened in that community. So you know, forty eight percent of Gen Z says that same sex marriage is good for society, and thirty six percent says that you know what, I, I it doesn't make a difference. It's nor good nor bad. It's just it is what it is. You know, yeah. do what you like. You know, love mm-hmm. who you love. And then sadly, you know, fifteen percent do not agree. The plus side of that is that is an overwhelming amount more support. Than any other generation, Gen Z, it's it's almost like the generation of opportunity. I'd almost say. Yeah, and and to kind of talk about that fifteen percent that just doesn't agree with it at all, we all know that it is impossible to please everybody, especially in politics. Yeah, no, especially in politics. Yes, I can't agree with that more. It's impossible to please everybody. You could try and be the most likable person in the world, say your views are this and that, and try and try and please everybody but in the end somebody's going to bash with you it's yeah. it's just a given and then also another another uh, fact i have here is that 79% of gen z says that financial responsibilities should be shared in a two parent household now jack i just kind of want to get your thoughts on this whenever it comes to a two parent household what are you thinking about how it should be split for for those financial Responsibilities. Yeah, of course. I think that sharing the financial responsibilities is a huge thing. I think it, it should be done. You know, traditionally in the past, you look and you think, well, you know, the man goes to work and the woman stays at home with the kids, and and it kind of all falls on the guy. And and I think that can cause a lot of stress in a relationship. So I mm-hmm. think sharing the responsibility not only promotes equality but mm-hmm. helps relationships be stronger. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think, Nick? No, yeah, I can say. We're in a totally different society than we were. The, the woman yeah. stayed home with the kids all day and the man went out and worked all day long. Yeah. Today, we have seen more and more women rise in business power, opening their own businesses, mm-hmm. generating more money than men in many cases. So we're starting to see this to where stay-at-home dads are becoming a thing. Yeah. And, like, which is crazy to think. But stay-at-home dads are becoming a thing. And I just wanted to mention that the fact that women are now, we see a lot of these women pushes for equal rights, equal opportunities, mm-hmm. and we're starting to see a lot more people hop along with that and support it. And so I think that this two-parent household thing with the 
quote unquote 50 50 split mm-hmm. i think in the near future that that's just going to be the, the new common norm. thing it's going to yeah. be the new normal yeah for sure yeah i mean other than that is there anything that really surprises you nick any any statistic that might have stood out or any other point you would like to make so yeah, out of everything that that we talked about today a lot of it did stand out to me and i want to and i want to mention this a lot of it stood out in I was very happy with, yeah, with in like a positive with, way with what we found. Yes, all of this stuff is becoming to be more of a um, a positive outlook for for the future. Um, I think the future looks looks very bright. And finally, this is going to be our last segment of the day, game time. I've been looking forward to this. Jack said he has a surprise for me, so I know nothing about this. And Jack, let let's hear it. All right, I have been trying to keep this a secret for a couple days now from Nick. I've been hyping it up a little bit. Hopefully, I didn't overhype it. This is something that the audience, you guys, can play along with. And this is game time. Now, for the first ever game time, Nick, I have got a brilliant one for you. The rules of the game. I'm going to give you a quote. And that quote will either be a tweet from Kanye West, the line from a song, or from a president. Okay. So you okay. will have, you know, just take your time. I'll give you the quote, and you give give it your best guess, and we'll see how good you can do, and maybe if the audience can beat you. Yes, for sure. Uh, everybody who's tuning in and listening to this, keep your score and let us know if you did worse than me, better than me. Yeah. I don't know how well I'm gonna do with this, but I'm excited. Yeah. Well, let's jump right into it. This is the first quote. If you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble. You wouldn't sit for a month. Ooh. I think, I think that, that that sound, it's pretty short and sweet. So that right there makes me think Twitter. I'm going to go with the Kanye West tweet on that one. I got to say, Nick, that is a terrible start because you are 0 for 1. <laughs> that was said by a president. Can you maybe guess which president? Maybe just off the top of your head, maybe take Ooh. a quick guess. Let, let's go Obama. Barack Obama. That is also wrong. It was Theodore <laughs> Roosevelt. Wow. So Nick is 0 for 1 to start here today. Maybe you can get it back here with this one. This one, in my opinion, will probably be the easiest one. This one, you know, I kind of want to throw you some softballs here. Let's see if you can get this one. Only time will tell if we stand the test of time. That is a president. A president definitely, definitely said that. Yes, President Van Halen, I believe, said that one in his song... Why can't this be love? Nick, you are congratulations. <laughs> 0 for 2. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number three. We from two different cities, Minnesota and Philly. Now, before you answer, Minnesota is not a city for our listeners out there that might have just glossed over that. We are from two different cities, Minnesota and Philly. That sounds straight out of a song. I'm going to go with a rap lyric on that one. And that one is your first correct answer. That was in, uh, by a rapper named Freeway uh, from a song called Best At It from 2009. Let's go. I got one. I'm one for three. You are one for three. You're on the right track. <laughs> let's go. Let's, uh, I'm failing the test right now. Let's try and get this passed. Back in the fairway, <laughs> as you like to say. Let's get back in the fairway. <laughs> Hopefully, audience, you're doing better than me. <laughs> Question number four, or quote number four, I should say. I wish I could run across a beach into my own arms. That one, that one's tricky. I wish I could run across a beach into my own arms. I'm gonna go with a, a song lyric for that one. Ooh, that's wrong. 
Wow. Okay. That is a Kanye West tweet. That, that would have been my number two. That would have been my number two. That would have been great if it was a presidential quote. I, I must say that. I, I'd vote for him. But so, so Kanye really wants to run across the beach and hug himself. That's, yeah. that's what I'm getting from yeah. that one. Okay. <laughs> and uh, moving down the leaderboard, as we might say, in golf at one, one, one out of four here now. Doing great. <laughs> quote number five. I have often wanted to drown my troubles, but I can't get my wife to go swimming. That is definitely a quote from a president. I feel like a president would say that whenever they want to go swim at the White House and the wife is just not having it. Now that is correct. That is two for five. Can you guess the president? Ooh, I'm going to go with Donald, Mr. Donald Trump on that one. That'd be wrong. That was Mr. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. I'm honestly impressed you got that one right. I am proud of you. Two for five. You're getting there. Quote number six. Make love, not war. By the looks of you, you don't look like you could do much of either. Ooh. (laughs) That, ooh. I'm leaning towards President or a Kanye West tweet. It's almost a song lyric, but I don't think it is. I'm going to go with a Kanye West tweet on that one. That is a great guess. But sadly, that's wrong. That is a quote from a president. You were on the right track. Two for six here. Maybe, I'll, you know, I'll give you Let's a bonus point if you can guess the president. Guess the president. Are we old school news? This mm. could be from George Washington oh, or boy. Joe Biden. Let's. Oh, it's not Joe Biden. There has to be like a slur in there for Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, <laughs> Let's go with... Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> now, if Abraham Lincoln would have said this, <laughs> I think, you know, the Civil War would have been over a lot sooner. No. Um, that was said by Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. All right. All right, moving on. Two for six. Hopefully the audience is pleased doing better than Nick uh, and enjoying it as much as we are. Quote number seven. My memories are from the future. I'm going to go with a song, with a rap lyric on that one. And Nick, you're going to be wrong again. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a Kanye West tweet. Dang. Two for seven. Two for seven. Let's, now, let's, let's see if I can get these last two right. Well, good news for you. We have a couple more. It, it is actually a total of 12 questions. Okay. Or okay. quotes. Um, so, yeah, you, you definitely have time to improve here. Let's see if you can get on the right track with quote number eight. We know these truths to be self-evident. All men and all women are created equal by the... You know the, you know the thing. Yeah, so this is a quote from a president, 100%. Shout out to history class for this one. (laughs) Yeah, can you guess maybe what president and maybe what he was trying to say? I'm going to go with Abe Lincoln on this one. That is Joe Biden quoting the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) It is from a moment where he forgot, you know, obviously, what the name of the document was. (laughs) Uh, thought that one would be a little fun, but on the right track, three for eight. There you go. <laughs> Quote number nine. What about elephants? Have we lost their trust? What about elephants? Have we lost their trust? <laughs> okay, this. Just, just by the way, I'm looking at Jack here. He's kind of got a smile on his face. I'm gonna. Get, this has to be a quote from a president. A president had to have said this. Man. That's wrong. <laughs> this is a quote from a song called The Earth Song by Michael Jackson. 
I have never heard of that song before. That I'm gonna be honest, I haven't either. But that that line, I think, should be maybe a tattoo somewhere. Maybe it should be said by a president. Have we lost their trust? I don't know. Yeah. Let us know what you think, audience. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Three to go, Nick. It's not looking great. Let's see what you can do. Quote number ten. Many college students have gone to college. Many college students have gone to college. Okay. That is a quote from a president, and I'm going to guess the president right now. That is Joe Biden. Oh, that is a great guess, but it's sadly it's wrong again. Oh, no! Down to 30%, right? 3 for 10 through 10. That was the quote from Frank Ocean's Be Yourself. Okay, okay. So another song. Two to go. Let's see what you can do. You know nothing for sure, except the fact you know nothing for sure. I think that's a Kanye West tweet. And Nick, I gotta say, I think you're wrong. Oh. That would be a quote from good old JFK. <laughs> wow, alright. 3 for 11 here. 3 for 11. Let's go 4 for 12. Let's I'm, go I'm four feeling 12. 4 We're for 12. We're feeling 33% here. <laughs> Let's finish off the episode right. Final <laughs> quote. I'm nice at ping pong. I'm nice at ping pong. That is a Kanye West tweet. Lock it in. And that is correct. <laughs> we got it right. We Finishing on a high note. 4 for 12, Nick. I gotta say, 33% is not the goal. That, it's not what I was looking for, to be honest. <laughs> I was hoping for at least 50%. Uh, some of these really threw me for a curveball. And uh, yeah, I swung and missed on a lot of these. But uh, it was fun. I had a blast. Yeah, I was, I, I'm so glad you had a good time. Audience, I hope you guys did much better than Nick. <laughs> Feel free to let us know. Email us. You know, email us. Let us know what you got. We want to interact with you. Please reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, yes. At JackMcFarland38. And at Nick Schlemmer. Yeah, we would love to interact with you guys. If you have any questions, maybe we could do, even if enough interaction, we could do another segment about interactions. Yeah, definitely. And also, I just want to mention, um, if you guys are enjoying the show, like Jeff said, reach out. Anything you guys want to hear on the show. We are always open to ideas. Let us know what you guys want to hear. Um, and yeah, thank you again for tuning in today. I had a blast. I know Jack had a blast as well filming this second episode. And I just want to uh, say this again with over 1,300 listeners on the first episode, that just really motivates me and Jack to create more podcasts, put out more content. That really showed us that you guys enjoy what we're doing. And I cannot stress this enough. Thank you very much for that. Yes, just to second that. I mean, it, it really does motivate us, and we really want to bring the best, most entertaining podcast we can to you. So please reach out. Please interact. Email if, you want any, if you're interested in sponsoring us. And, yeah, thank you guys very much. This has been the Play by Play. Thank you, guys. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.